So just be inquisitive, see, uh, take a look at how much money you have, like what's available out there, and you know, just figure out more ways that you can take advantage of what's available to you. Uncommon State of Mind is all up in your audio to leverage your next investment decision. Join me, Joey Garba, and my boy, Adam Ladaudu. Hey, what's up? As we go toe-to-toe with each other, debating the ins and outs of the real estate game. We may not always agree with each other, but our out-of-the-box thinking is going to have you creating wealth beyond those four office walls. That's the sound of opportunity knocking. Welcome to the Uncommon Estate of Mind. Hey, welcome to Uncommon Estate of Mind, where we debate different ways to leverage your next investment to create time freedom, legacy impact, and generational wealth in order to live that uncommon life. But in order to do that, you must be uncommon. My name is Joey, a.k.a. Mr. J. Mace. Hey, and I'm A.D., also known as A.D. the Fly Realtor. Cool, cool. So today we're going to have a two-parter because we have a lot of information and we know that we're not going to be able to crunch it down to the into the time that we want it. So we're going to just create two parts and make it easier for ourselves. The main debate is just we're pretty much going to debate which is better to get into your your investment, which product is better to get into your investment, business credit and or loans. OK, so b- before we actually get into that debate, we're going to go ahead and just explain kind of what our products are and the different variations of our products. And then in our next episode, we can go ahead and get into the debate, okay? I'm gonna go ahead and start by saying, how's your day, bro? Let's just- <laughs> <laughs> It's cool, man. You know, um, man, when I left LA, it was like around 60 degrees and I didn't have on any heater in the car. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm cool, got my jacket on. I hit um, like Pear Blossom Highway, uh, you know, close to the AV. And I was like, cold. I was like, dang, it's cold. I looked at the thing. It said 41 degrees. I was like, whoa, <laughs> like yeah, 40 minutes later. So we're filming in Palmdale, Lancaster area. And if you're from LA area, you're probably like, we, I got like literal snow here. Like it was snowy. For real? <laughs> like literally, like our mountains are still, and of course you see LA, they got a little snow on the mountains. Nah, it was real snow here. So when people come down here, it's a rude awakening. Man, it's different. I forget I grew up here sometimes. Man. It's a whole different world, man. Whole different ball game. Today we're actually drinking light liquor. Today, you know, we decided to change it up for the day. You know, because uh, you know sometimes you need a little different, uh, different taste, right? <laughs> right. You know, switch it up a little. Gotta switch it. Okay. So, anyways, let's go ahead and get into our products. The first product we're gonna get into is just I'm gonna go ahead and discuss the business or not just the business credit, but the credit side in general. Me personally, I have a lot of experience with personal credit, uh, business credit and things of that nature. Um, I funded a lot of my businesses that way, uh, several different businesses that way. And um, it's pretty insane, you know, how many people do not have the education of the credit system and how many people are so scared of credit in general. I know I grew up you know, pretty much that way myself. Like I remember taking a class in high school, pretty much telling you how if you go buy a pizza off of a credit card, is that Palmdale High? <laughs> if you go buy a pizza with a, with your credit card, there's a scenario in which you'll be you'll pay like $150 for that $25 pizza if you just pay for it in cash. So like 
off of that lesson, I'm already scared. I'm like, what you mean I'm paying? Like, <laughs> you talking about credit. I don't remember ever hearing about credit in high school, like outside of my dad and stuff here and there. Like, I don't know if. I mean, let's be, honest, let's be honest. That. Let's be honest, though. the The education system isn't meant to teach you. It sure is. <laughs> sure about any dead. of that, you know what I mean? It's not credit, any loan, any of that. You know what I mean? So, of course, I had to go and find my own information on it. And once I learned more about credit in general, the less scared I became of it, and the more that I saw it as a tool uh, to go ahead and help me, a tool to leverage to go and help me start my businesses and, uh, you know, get going on my entrepreneurial journey. Right. So first thing we're going to do is break down three levels of credit that you could use in order to go ahead and, you know, maybe put down on a property, even maybe start your own business, even if it's outside of, um, real estate three tiers, right? Tier number one, if you have your personal credit. Okay. So you can use your personal credit. Um, of course, if you want to get approved for a lot of credit, you want to stay above 650 or um, I believe I believe it's like 650, 650 above 650. You don't want any like outstanding items on your your credit report. You like bankruptcies and, and things of that nature. Um, late payments, which always hurts you. If you're up at that 650 mark, um, it's a good chance that you could get get approved and start building credit. Now on the personal side, um, understand that personal credit is always going to be linked to your social security number. Um, so they're funding you, they're looking at you through your social security number. And anytime you make any uh, purchases with your personal credit, you know, of course that's going to reflect on your credit report, right? So, and the optimal level to keep your credit out. If you want to say you get credit and you had it for a while and you want to apply for more personal credit, you want to stay under 30% utilization rate for banks to then look at it and, or for banks to look at your credit and be like, you know what, this is a good person to lend money to for them to go ahead and, you know, approve you for more credit. So if you're applying for more credit, but you already have credit cards and they're over that 30% utilization, Good rule of thumb is to get it under that 30% before you go and apply for more credit, right? So there's that personal side. Also on the personal side, of course, when you get over that 30% threshold and you use more than 30% of your lines of credit, it also reflects on your credit report and your credit report or your credit score goes down because it's over that threshold of that 30% utilization, right? Okay. So now we're going to switch over to business credit. Now, Business credit is still tied to your social security number, okay? But if you decide to go ahead and go and spend money on that card, it doesn't reflect on your personal uh, credit report. So that's one major benefit of using business credit opposed to your personal credit. Is that why all these people on, on IG are talking about buying G-Wagons with business credit? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you for the insight. No, you can do that. So they could go run up a check right. on the business credit <laughs> or run up a bill, not a check. <laughs> run up a bill on the business credit. And it won't show up on their personal side. All right. right? So, but there's a caveat to that. Right. The caveat is if you default on the payments to your business credit, since it is tied to your social security number, it will then reflect on your personal credit. But as long as the payments are up to date, uh, then it'll never transition over. Okay. 
So that's one. Two, the utilization rate, you get a little bit more leeway in your utilization rate. So on the personal side, it's 30% utilization before banks start to look at you. But on the business credit side, you can have up to 50% utilization and you can still get funded with that, right? Um, so they give you that good 20% space, 20% gap of extra cash usage because they understand that you're using this money to start a business, right? Those are your two, like, those are two options, right? You have your personal credit, you have your business credit, but there's also a third option. There's corporate credit, okay? Uh, and corporate credit, this is not tied to your, excuse me, social security number. This is um, tied to your EIN number. For those of you who don't know what an EIN number is, it's an uh, employee identification number uh, that you have once you start a business. It's set up as its own entity. So <clears throat> I think what's awesome about America in general, bro, is the fact that you can set up businesses and they are pretty much legally a whole other person. Right, right. <laughs> you know That's what I mean? so true. Which is, which is awesome. Um, and I think the, the, when we were talking earlier, it's like setting up a trust, right? Like if you have all your assets, you acquire all these assets and you put it in a trust, you know, somebody sues you, they're suing you they can't sue the trust because it's a different entity. Right. So right. that's kind of the it's kind of the same thing with business unless the, you pierce the corporate veil with um but that's a whole different thing. You can kind of pierce the corporate veil by using personal uh spending personally on your business and then that's piercing the corporate veil or a way you can pierce the corporate veil in which then they can go attack your personal assets. But that's a whole different episode. We're not going there. <laughs> right. That sounded like some deep stuff. <laughs> yeah. So but I got a quick question. So then, all right, you mentioned personal credit, business credit, which is still tied to your personal credit. So it, personal credit and business credit is still tied to your social security number. To your social security number. So then what would be the difference, the primary differences between corporate credit and business credit? Because when I hear those words, they sound kind of similar to me, like corporate business. So, so what that, would be so the difference there? That the main difference was pretty much uh, the fact that it's tied to your EIN and not your personal. So if you, if you go ahead and spend money on the corporate credit, so you get approved for a corporate card. First off, when they're going through the application process and the underwriting, they're not looking at any of your personal information. You know, they're not looking at your social security number. They're not looking at any of your personal information. They're looking only at what the business has done and what the business's credit score is in order to approve you or deny you for funding. With that, that's a huge benefit um, because there's absolutely no tie. Say you default on the loan on your corporate credit card, well, they're only going to be able to go after the assets within the business. Uh, and okay. they, and um, if that business happens to, you know, you default on the payments, it's not going to reflect on your personal credit report. Right. And that's the biggest difference between business credit, business credit and corporate credit. Huge. So that's, uh, that's pretty much the main differences there. And then the biggest difference between business credit and personal credit is um, when it comes to utilization, utilization won't show on your personal credit unless you default. Mm -hmm. And also you have a larger utility usage rate that you can play with before uh, other banks decide that you're, you're, you're more of a risk. 
Okay, so like before it triggers any red flag. Exactly. All right, that's exactly. cool. That makes sense. Okay, so those are the three different uh, ways you can go ahead and get funded. And we're going to see what AD has over here with these loans. Yeah, so as far as loans to invest in real estate or to just buy real estate in general, uh, there's actually lots of lots of lots of loan options. A lot of people don't realize that. Most of the ones people probably know about or maybe FHA and conventional loans. But then you have various kinds of commercial loans, you have ARMS, adjustable rate mortgages. Um, the, that's kind of next level. Yeah, like, you already <laughs> lost me, I'm like, right. ARMS? Like, <laughs> it's kind of next level, <laughs> right, exactly. No, it's the acronym, adjustable rate mortgage. Oh, okay. But so okay. pretty much like you can lock down a property for a specific interest rate currently, but then it could be a three-year ARM, five-year ARM, seven-year ARM, so on and so forth. At the end of that amount of time, then the rate is going to adjust to current market prices. Exactly. And there's different ways that like savvy investors get out of that. But anyways, not to detract too much from what we want to talk about, what I want. Can, can we like make an effort to come back to that? Oh, um, we can. But not not today, not today. Oh, yeah. oh, but like but like later on in a, in a different. Definitely. OK, for sure. Yeah, because it's actually pretty cool. But. It's not something you want to play with if you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> but um, yeah, so for our purposes, because I know most of us here are all beginners, we're going to focus on FHAs, FHA 203K loans, and then also DSCR loans. So first off, we got your FHA. The FHA is the Federal Housing Administration. They have these loans that uh, you have an opportunity if you have your credit score would need to be above 580, which really isn't too much to ask for. Obviously, the higher, the better. But if you have a credit score of at least 580, you would be able to have a down payment for a property at 3.5%. 3.5%, whereas like the standard conventional loan is 20% off top. So that's a good way to get into a property. The cool thing, though, is that with an FHA loan, you actually can acquire a two to four unit multifamily. And, you know, me being a multifamily deal finder, I'm always interested in what can get you into a multifamily. Shameless plug number. It's not even IG. about that. It's just to <laughs> let you know that that's like that's a real good tool to utilize. I bet it. I bet so it's not just you're not just going to pay the down payment, though. You still have your closing costs. Um, they typically say factor about five percent for closing costs. So let's just call it 10 percent, 3.5. So five percent of the overall purchase price purchase price of exactly. the property it would be considered for closing costs okay got you yeah so then we got your 3.5 percent down payment you got your five percent closing costs let's just call it 10 percent so to keep it very simple if i'm trying to take down a property that's five hundred thousand dollars fifty thousand dollars is a good amount to like understand that i can go in and get this on an fha loan all right so that's number one there are certain stipulations, though, required for an FHA loan, more so than a conventional loan, because since uh, it is an owner-occupied loan, and they, for the most part, most people using an FHA, it's probably their first property, there are certain things they want. They don't want the property in bad condition. It needs to be like, and it doesn't need to be pristine, but it does need to be completely livable, whereas there's nothing major that needs to be done. And certain things that do need to be done, you probably need to negotiate with the seller to either get that done or to leave money for you to get that done. So say you wanted to flip a house, so FHA loan wouldn't be a good 
product to try to, try to flip a house or for the for the purposes of our conversation no but if you're looking at a long-term flip or like a live-in flip that is uh something very possible but that like our our typical flipper isn't going to use an fha to try and flip a property it's just too much going on and then there's uh they call they call it a seasoning period where pretty much you have to be in the property for a certain amount of time before you can even like do something different with it. So that's why it's like things like that it was, gets a little more tricky. How long is that? Uh, typically, how long is that seasoning period? Um, the seasoning period now, um, I know it, actually recently I was just hearing that it's just been increased. So it depends on the lender or the bank that you're getting your loan from. But really, it's like usually 12 months. Um, you can find people that will do it in less. It really just depends. But on FHA, it's usually 12 months. Yeah, almost always. So then um, after that, we have your FHA 203K loan. What's really cool about the 203K loan is that they can fact the lender can factor in up to $35,000 in repair costs. For the FHA loan, how I mentioned, it needs to be extremely livable. Nothing major needs to be done. That changes with the FHA 203K. So you still have the opportunity to get a 3.5% down payment, but then in your loan, they work in repair costs. So that's actually really dope because then you have a better opportunity to buy value. Um, by buying value, I mean like, you purchase a property with equity. The only way to purchase a property with equity is to buy it at less than it's actually worth. You know, which of course we all know if you buy a distressed asset and you increase the value of that asset, then you just bought value, you bought equity. So quick question, just to kind of come up with a scenario. Well, what was that last loan product we're talking about? It's called the FHA. 203K. 203K, so they kind of fa factor in um, repair cost. Yes. Okay. So say that I, I look, I'm looking at a property, I'm going for that 500, a $500,000 um, house, right? Or multifamily or something like that. I would get approved for, or I have 50K to go ahead and put down, right? Is that what you said? It's around? Well, that'll be your down payment plus closing costs. Okay. For so sure. yeah, that'll cover pretty much everything you'll have to pay for to get into that property. Okay. So Say I'm buying it for 500k, but after fixed up, um, it'll be worth like 600. I'm not sure if it even matters, but like knowing that it's gonna cost, I don't know, 30 or 40k to get repaired. You're telling me that that loan product will factor those prices in those repair th that 30 to 40k repair cost up to 35,000. Wow. So yeah, so if it's gonna be over that, um, you would have to either front that money yourself, or you can. It could be a gift from somebody. You can borrow it from somebody. But the lender themselves will approve for thirty five thousand extra for repair costs. Okay, awesome. So all I have to bring to the table is my fifty k. Yeah, you're down and you're closing. Yeah, if I for hundred percent know that this property is going to take about thirty to thirty five k of repairs, as long as I have my cash, then everything else is going to be taken. Care. That's all going to be tied into your loan. That's awesome. It really is, actually, to be honest, especially for a beginner to be able to get into a property and buy value like right away. It's usually not that, you know, it's 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 not that easy for someone just starting out to be able to do. So it is a real cool option. And one thing that I think is really cool about it is that the like FHA loans, they actually protect you like you have a lot of protection because 
the the lender isn't going to allow you to borrow money on something that they don't feel would be a good asset down the line, you know? So the contractor has to be, you already have to have the contractor beforehand and they're already going to go through and figure out how much it's going to cost. Like there's typically contractors that specialize in FHA 203K loans. Um, I don't know if people who don't do them, like I don't think there's contractors who like don't do 203K loans on a regular basis and just do them sometimes. I think most contractors who do them it's kind of like that's one of their specialties. But yeah, so it's just like uh, purchasing a regular property. Like you're going to have inspections and everything beforehand and they're going to get a good idea of like what the cost will be uh, once you acquire the property. And then the thing is they don't get paid until after everything's done too. So it's like there is incentive for them to make sure they do it properly. They do it right and everything like that. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's a really good option for beginners to get into the game and try and find a way to buy value. Um, because once you buy value, at least you already know you have that cushion. You know, you got that cushion of um, equity. Equity is pretty much like how much of that house you already have that you're not currently paying off anymore, if you know what I mean. So then that's number two. Our number three loan would be the DSER loan, debt service coverage ratio. Um, I wouldn't quite say this is a beginner loan, but beginners can take advantage of it. Um, the best thing about it, it'll, it'll, like if I compared it to the credit, it'll probably be like the corporate credit where it's really not tied to you necessarily. Like you get into one of these loans, it doesn't show up on your report. But the downside of it is that you can't get in for 3.5%. It's actually a 25% down payment. So that does seem to be a hefty amount. It does get a lot higher with that. So if we're using that same example of a $500,000 property, now your down payment would need to be about 125,000. So that significantly increases what we're doing in our capabilities. But the cool thing about it is that your ability to get approved for that loan isn't based on your credit, your personal credit or anything like that. It's actually based on the ability of that property to perform. So pretty much what they're looking for is if the rents, if what you'll be, if the rent you'll be getting from that property covers the loan, then like you're pretty much in the clear, like to keep it completely simple in layman's terms, like that's all they're looking for. Like they're not even worried about how much money you'll get. They're just like, okay, like, will the rents cover us and you can get that property. So that's a good opportunity for a beginner who wants to maybe partner with somebody if you want to get your parents involved, your friends, whoever it may be, that'll be a good opportunity because it really is a superior loan. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's all, that's all three of the products That's you have. the three of the products that I want to discuss today. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and end this episode here because this is jam-packed of information. <laughs> right. It's <laughs> and, a lot uh, to, to chew. A lot to digest, but we'll, we'll go ahead and just do a quick recap. So on the business side or on the credit side, you have your personal credit, which is tied to your social security and does show up on your credit report and can affect your credit score. You have your business credit, uh, which is also tied to your social security, does not show up on your personal credit score unless you default on those payments in which then it will. And you also have a larger utility rate to utilize compared to personal. Personal is 30% utility. Business credit is around 50% utility before any red flags come up. 
And then you also have your corporate credit, um, which is not tied to you personally on your credit report or your or your social security number. It's tied to your EIN number, which is um, your employee identification number, which runs as its own entity um, in which, you know, there you can have a little bit more fun uh, with your cash. And it doesn't show up if you utilize all the cash there. Uh, which I, I believe is a more superior one, but you can actually utilize all three if you'd like. Um, and AD, I'll let you summarize. Yeah, and then so to summarize the loans I discussed today, we have the FHA, the basic FHA loan. You can get into a property with 3.5% down, which is a great opportunity, like I said, for anybody starting now, for anybody beginning. And you don't get one of those in your life. You can get multiple FHA loans. That's a different conversation. But um, so we have that. We have the FHA 203K loan, which is very similar to our first product, the FHA. But this one, you actually can factor in up to $35,000 in repair costs. That will be part of the loan, doesn't come out of your pocket. So that's really dope. And then lastly, we have the DSER, debt service coverage ratio. That's a 25% down loan in most cases, especially if you're just starting out. But the cool thing is that it doesn't require your personal credit or how much you make in order to qualify. What qualifies for that loan is the amount of money that that asset produces for you. All right, so AD is about to give us our B for the day. Uh, my B for today is gonna be B, inquisitive. So we just discussed different credit options and also different loan options for you as a beginner to start your uh, real estate investing journey and or business. So just be inquisitive, see, uh, take a look at how much money you have, like what's available out there and, you know, just figure out more ways that you can take advantage of what's available to you. So be inquisitive and go out there and learn. Yeah, dude, we, we dropped a lot of knowledge, it's super jam packed. So if you're inquisitive with this episode and you just look up the things that we've talked about, and if you want to go verify it for yourself, do so. But yeah, those are our bees for the day. Be inquisitive, be you be uncommon guys all right stay up uncommon a state of mind was hosted by my best friend joey and myself ad two guys who started at the back of the queue in real estate and now we want to give back by showing others the way to get in through the front door feeling inspired and looking to get your investment portfolio up and running so you can join the party in style hit us up at info at uncommonestateofmind.com and we can start talking if you enjoy the show, please spread the word and show some love in the ratings so we could climb those charts together. Until next time, be uncommon.